man and sport a timeless means of entertainment some men hit home runs others are curb stumped some win Cy Young's others get dunked on some men become MVPs others have 70 saves in a game. But your stats won't matter here. Here we discuss the issues. Search the hearts of men and judge in vivid detail. Only raw takes will do. This is sports analysis. This is sports unchained. This is Sportico! Sean, are you there? Yes, I am. Hey, sorry about that, my friend. No, it's all right. Uh, this is actually my first time using this. Uh, okay, so it's recording now. Yeah, th- uh, well, actually, it's my second time. I had my buddies uh, over to me yesterday. Uh, this is what my buddies use when they record podcasts. Um, so what I, I like to do, uh, I like to with all the other stuff later, all the intros and the outros and in between. So you don't have to go through that if that's okay with you. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. yeah well, uh, you know, um, yeah, I'm going to send the raw audio to uh, uh, my producer, my editor later on today. Uh, is there a particular time you might want it up or on so maybe promoted or anything like that? No, no, just okay. before the fight. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I was hoping maybe I could get one a little bit after the fight because I, I well, you know, it's before your first fight and I would definitely love one afterwards, you know, cause it, the, uh, it'd be a, a lot different because you would have been in that, that ring and had that fight under your belt. Sure. That'd be cool. Okay. Yeah. You know, maybe something like right before your, your, your second fight. Okay. Uh, okay. So yes, yeah, it's, it's going to be free flowing. I'm gonna I'm gonna go in and edit all the stuff later. So, um, let me just go ahead and make sure everything's situated. All right. So, first off, I want to say congrats on your MMA debut. We here at MMATorch.com hope you're successful for many years. We really do. Uh, it's always great to see someone new burst onto the scene, especially from another sport. I've been a fan of yours for years since you've been in WWE. Uh, it's an honor to, to actually talk to a former world champion uh, and actually pretty close to a uh, Grand Slam champion. You know, that's how close I watch your career. Uh, but tell us a little bit about just a little bit about how you got into MMA and what made you want to, to debut 
Um, well, I think if you look at combat sports, whether it's MMA, whether it's boxing, whether it's uh, professional wrestling, you're seeing a, a rise in popularity um, almost similar to that of the 1980s rock star era of wrestling, where it's cool to be a professional wrestling fan. It's cool to be a professional wrestler, and it's a very good time. Um, and then as far as MMA, it's it's more on the map now than ever. So really what attracted me to it was I saw a unique opportunity uh, to cross over into an industry where I think I could compete at very successfully with my amateur wrestling background. Granted, if I can keep my hands up. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I, I feel the same way. It's it's getting really big, and uh, I'm actually very proud to be a wrestling fan. Um, it's kind of one of those things where um, – and MMA fan also uh, – it's one of those things where people would make fun of you and say, oh, you like that stuff, it's fake and stuff like that. And 25 years later, and we're looking at billion-dollar industries, and I'm like, well, who's laughing now? And I'm glad someone uh, such as yourself actually gets that as well because it, it's definitely a booming industry. They're uh, getting even bigger with even more opportunity. Now, your opponent... J.W. Kaiser has more experience because, you know, he's had a few more fights than you have, uh, at least uh, in the amateur, in his amateur career. He's only had one professional fight. Uh, but how does that experience, how does him being more experienced, uh, really have a, uh, even having a loss and a win, how does that factor into your game plan? What's on your mind, knowing that you haven't had any experience any fights yet uh yeah it's um you know some people could definitely look at it as an advantage for him to have that experience to have that mental preparation to have been there before so like the nerves and the bright lights won't be hitting you um but i look at it this way you know for the last 12 years i've been on the biggest stage you tell me the time and place and i was there performing at a high level whether it's entertainment or not uh the same mental preparation will go into it. Uh, the way that I prepare for a pro wrestling match is not going to be much different from the way I prepare for this MMA fight. You know, I'm going to visualize a lot of things. I'm going to visualize walking out to the ring. I'm going to visualize looking at my opponent, visualize the entrance, standing there, just waiting for that bell to ring. I'm going to visualize, uh, you know, myself in bad positions and seeing myself get out of that. Um, I'm, I'm going to heavily rely on my amateur wrestling background where I've had thousands upon thousands of matches um, to use as my experience for my amateur fight career because an amateur wrestling match is very similar. You're out there on an island all by yourself. You know, it's a team sport, but you're out there all by yourself and where your hard work directly affects uh, your success. So... You know, with those factors, I don't think it's too much of an advantage for him. Plus, it's um, it's it, it's very common that the more fights you have, the easier it is, easier you are to be knocked out because you've taken more shots. Me, I got a fresh melon over here, and it's already a very hard head. Just ask my wife. Um, <laughs> that 
I feel like I'm going to be able to go in there and have an advantage in that in that aspect of it. Uh, when you sit, talk about advantage, yeah, well, I, we we definitely know you're going to have the advantage in wrestling, no matter who it is. Uh, uh, when it comes to striking, um, are you going to be striking? Uh, describe your style. Will it be striking heavy? Will it be wrestling heavy? Will it be unorthodox? Or, uh, you know, what exactly do you want to showcase in your first fight? Besides my beautiful blonde hair, um, <laughs> you know, gone are the days where wrestlers can go in there and just wrestle or jujitsu guys can go in there and pull you in the guard or strikers can like try to keep everybody on their feet. Um, you have to be very well-rounded at, at all the disciplines these days because that's where the sport is going. Um, I'm definitely going to use my, my striking and my heavy hands and my uh, great footwork as a heavyweight to get in close on you, to get you up against the cage and uh, get to that wrestling. But if I can't move in close on you without getting hit or disrupted, it's going to be a tough night. So a lot of things are going to have to go into that. Um, you know, as an amateur wrestler, I always grew up liking watching the, the smaller guys because their scrambles are so much faster. Heavyweights, we're big slimy guys, and we usually stay up top because we don't want to get underneath that big body. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm going to have to like transition from that mindset and stay up top and not get underneath them and uh, find ways to use that uh, use my takedown abilities without him being able to put his weight on me and uh, drop the heavy on me, as they say. Um, so it's definitely going to be a style uh, of wrestling with strikes. Um, and I, I'm, I'm very lanky. Um, I have long arms and limbs, and I'm going to have to find a way to use that um, in, my, in my style. And I think I'm going to surprise a lot of people uh, with that reach. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to that. I mean, you're at what six seven, and he's six feet, so you definitely have a significant uh, reach advantage uh, over him. Uh, so I'm thinking you might jab him to death, you know, and then go for the knockout. But uh, you talked about visualization. Did you visualize this as something quick, or something that might go to distance, just so you can maybe fill, uh, you know, fill things out, fill them out, see what's going on in a, in the cage. Um. I, I definitely don't see it going the distance. Uh, I'm in the best shape of my life right now. I don't think he's going to be able to keep up pace with me. Uh, it's, it's ridiculous. I'm in better shape now than when I all American at Oklahoma back in 2006. Um, so, well, when I come out there in that first round, I'm not going to be eager to jump right into throwing hands with him because I'm sure that's what he wants. I'm going to, um, you know, see how he reacts to things and I'm going to feel it out at first. Um, but yeah, definitely with my reach, uh, it's going to be jab city. Uh, I'm a, I'm a jab guy now, not a job guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to start off with the jab and feel them out. And then I'm going to go from there with what openings uh, may appear. It's going to be kind of like a, you know, if he does this, I'll do that. If he does that, I'll do this type deal. And um, uh, hopefully my instincts will take over. I hope you put that on a T-shirt. Jab guy, not a job guy. 
<laughs> really uh, good. No, I'm definitely gonna have that in the the post fight interview for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, I hope that. Yeah, I definitely want to see a couple of t-shirts like that. Uh, uh, like you said before, there's a lot of crossover going on uh, with the sport um, between the two sports, MMA and pro wrestling, and stuff like that. And yeah, very cool. There's some big names and some talented vets. Um, like Chet Congo and Bellator and Frank Mir, who's actually making a pro wrestling debut uh, in April. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about being able to share the stage with vets like that? Did you see yourself ever being there when you started amateur wrestling? Did you ever see this being that path, being able to fight the Chet Congos and Frank Mears and being in the same conversation as them? A uh, big fan of both those guys. Uh, what they're able to do and what they have done is so impressive. Uh, I don't know if Chex had a fight that's lasted more than a minute. I think his last five ones, five fights, he's he's finished them fairly quickly. Um, you know, I I never no, I never imagined it. You know, like we were talking about earlier, how how it's cool to be a pro wrestling fan. Well, when I was growing up in the 80s and 90s and I was telling everyone that I'm a wrestler um everyone kind of would make a joke and like oh what are you gonna be a professional wrestler type deal so like I never really saw myself becoming a pro wrestler uh just because that mindset and I was like no I'm I'm, I'm I'm an amateur wrestler type deal um and now as the sport has transformed uh it's very cool to see the opportunity and to see the crossovers, you know, MMA fighters going into sports entertainment and sports entertainers coming into the brutal world of MMA. Um, it, it's quite the honor. And uh, I know when it comes time to cut that promo, when I'm up against a Czech Congo or a Frank Muir, it's going to be a, a humbling moment and uh, definitely intimidating. Um but you know it's part of the game, so I'll be ready to go. Uh, did you have uh, uh, did you have UFC on on the VHS back in the day? I mean, I really uh, got uh, opened up to MMA about my junior year in college. Um, after the season, guys started training jujitsu in the room and started. Um, you know, boxing and kickboxing in the room as other methods of weight cutting instead of just the same old wrestling that we would do every single day, you know, to get ready for like the freestyle old tournaments in the summer and stuff. So it slowly got on my radar. And then, you know, that was about the time that Iceman, uh, Chuck Liddell and Tito and Randy Couture were having their historic bouts and really putting the UFC in the mainstream. And so, I, you know, I'd go over to my friend's house and we'd have parties and, and watch the fights and uh, really exposing, you know, a new mark or a new audience to to the sport that's been around for a couple decades now. Yeah, it's really fun to see, uh, you know, where it's come. Um, I, I asked that question because, uh, yeah, I, I, I had the VHS and stuff. It was really hard to get get a hold of it wasn't you couldn't just turn on your tv and there it was you know uh and that's that's a giant benefit and actually a luxury to people now uh and you talked you talked uh, uh, on the conference call uh a few days ago you talked about brock lesnar raising the bar and i want to know how you were looking to raise the bar 
Well, um, you know, I think people who, who raise the bar don't really go out, you know, with their sole mindset on uh, – raising it it's more that they prepared in the right way and that they were ready and they had the opportunity and they capitalized on it um so right now i just want to focus on capitalizing on this opportunity and um and and continue to learn and grow who would you like to to face in bellator besides bader and fedor obviously uh the current champ and you know a legend like fedor who who else are you looking to face in the ring? Is there anyone in particular you want to get in there, like a dream match or uh, I mean, a dream fight? Uh, I mean, you know, of course, uh, the bigger the fight, the better. If you uh, if you get beat by a world famous uh, Hall of Famer, then the loss really doesn't hurt you as bad. Um, so there'd be multiple people I'd like to get in there with. I'd definitely like to get in there with. Uh, the winner of the Grand Prix final, whether that's Bader or Fedor. Um, you mentioned Czech Congo, and I was so surprised that he wasn't in the Grand Prix. Um, so, yeah, and I think he is going to be next in line uh, for whoever wins it. Um, so, you know, anybody who gets into this, they want championships, bottom line. They want to make money, of course, but you know, they have a special thing inside them that drives them, that they want championships, that they want to be mentioned in those conversations in the Hall of Fame. And uh, if you have that, and you sh- uh, I think you're going to be okay because you're going to have that X factor to push you. Uh, speak, speaking of championships, I, w- I want to transition just a little bit. Um, you are one championship away from being a Grand Slam champion in another company. Do you think about that often? Um, because that's that's a very rare air. I think only there's less than 15 of them. May, it may be a little bit more now, but they're all recent. Uh, how Do you think about that at all? Maybe going back to that company and being uh, part of the All-Americans again and capturing that tag team, that tag team goal. Oh, and gosh, complete. man. That, that still breaks my heart that uh, Cesaro and I uh, never won those tag team championships. I... Uh, really fell in love with tag team wrestling when I was working with him one because he's so amazing and creative and um, his wrestling IQ is through the roof. Um, So yeah, definitely. I think about that. Um, One, they're doing better than ever. So that much money on the table, of course I would think about that and want to go back there. And uh, you know, I think if I did go back there, it'd be a whole new Jack Swagger, uh, since I left the company, you know, the two in the two years I've been gone, I feel like I've gained a lot of perspective on where I was and, you know, what really was happening. Um, you know, a lot of it was on their shoulders and their fault, but I can't, I don't want to go through life blaming other people for stuff that I didn't accomplish. And so two years later, I, I realized that I had a lot to do with uh, not succeeding as well as I wanted to. And so I definitely would like to go back there at, at some point and, 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 and complete that grand slam. Yeah, man, I, I would definitely love to see that. Really mad that that, that didn't happen because it should have. You know, I, I don't know why they didn't pull the trigger on that, but I, I was waiting on that. I, I, my buddies were, I told them, you know, I was going to interview you. And it was like, 
you're gonna ask me about the Grand Slam. I was like, of course I am. But you know, like I, I if if he's in in love with it like I am, I know he's thinking about it. So I know what question to ask. You know. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's uh, <clears throat> it's it's a part of me, and I don't. You know, they can say it's a sports entertainment title, but you look at the World Heavyweight Championship in that company, it has history. There are names that have held that title that will go down, you know, you know, as icons, not only in pro wrestling, but in our culture. You know, it's just that big. So, of course, I would like to reach that status. Um, I, I got into pro wrestling because I wanted to transcend generations and really uh, put my mark and the way I wrestle uh, on the business. Yo, you definitely have, man. That 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 We the People song is great. That is an all-time, <laughs> that's all-time great interest, man. That We the People, people would do that everywhere. I did that at home. I'd still do it at home. Like, some stuff you just do at home, you know. Uh, some stuff's timeless, like the Macho Man stuff, you know, like the Oh Yeah or Ric Flair Woo. Like, that We the People is one of those things. Uh, even though even though the shirt was super simple, I loved it. You know, just the the big hand, you know, yeah. and uh, put your hand over over that. But yeah. <laughs> I kind of I kind of ribbed myself by uh, 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 wearing that shirt because every time I would walk by a big show with that shirt on, he was like, "Oh, it's the it's the chop shirt," and then I would take a chop from Big Show. Right, and his hand would not fit in the handprint at all. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, just a little bit more about. Um, I'm sorry, I'm kind of pausing for editing. <laughs> I guess That's what Conan O'Brien says. He says, "Hold for edit when he can't think of something." <laughs> but um, so AEW coming out. Um, I know um, you're you're familiar with Jim Ross. Hey, Sean, are you there? Yes, I am. Hey, sorry about that, my friend. No, it's all right. Uh, this is actually my first time using this. Uh, okay, so it's recording now. Yeah, th- uh, well, actually, it's my second time. I had my buddies uh, go up with me yesterday. Uh, this is what my other use when they record podcasts. Um, so what I, I like to do, uh, I like to record all the other stuff later, all the intros and the outros and in between. So you don't have to go through that if that's okay with you. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. You know, well, uh, you know, um, yeah, I'm going to send the raw audio to, uh, uh, my producer, my editor later on today. Uh, is there a particular time you might want it up or on? So maybe promoted or anything like that no no just before the fight okay yeah absolutely absolutely and i was hoping maybe i could get one a little bit after the fight because i I, well you know it's before your first fight and i would definitely love one afterwards you know because it the uh it'd be a a lot different because you would have been in that that ring and had that fight under your belt sure that'd be cool okay yeah you know maybe something like right before your, your your second fight Okay. Uh, okay. So yes, yeah, it's, it's going to be free flowing. I'm gonna I'm gonna go in and edit all the stuff later. So, um, let me just go ahead and make sure everything's situated. All right. So, first off, I want to say congrats on your MMA debut. 
we here at MMATorch.com hope you're successful for many years. We really do. Uh, it's always great to see someone new burst onto the scene, especially from another sport. I've been a fan of yours for years since you've been in WWE. Uh, it's an honor to, to actually talk to a former world champion uh, and actually pretty close to uh, Grand Slam champion. You know, that's how close I watch your career. Um, but tell us a little bit about just a little bit about how you got into MMA and what made you want to, to debut? Um, well, I think if you look at combat sports, whether it's MMA, whether it's boxing, whether it's uh, professional wrestling, you're seeing a, a rise in popularity um, almost similar to that of the 1980s rock star era of wrestling, where it's cool to be a professional wrestling fan. It's cool to be a professional wrestler and it's a very good time um and then as far as mma it's it's more on the map now than ever so really what attracted me to it was i saw a unique opportunity uh to cross over into an industry where i think i could compete at very successfully with my amateur wrestling background granted if I can keep my hands up. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I, I feel the same way. It's it's getting really big, and uh, I'm actually very proud to be a wrestling fan. Um, it's kind of one of those things where um, – and MMA fan also. Uh, it, it's one of those things where people would make fun of you and say, oh, you like that stuff, it's fake and stuff like that. And 25 years later, and we're looking at billion-dollar industries, and I'm like, well, who's laughing now? And I'm glad someone uh, such as yourself actually gets that as well because it, it's definitely a booming industry. Uh, and, and they're getting even bigger with even more opportunity. Now, your opponent, J.W. Kaiser, has more experience because, you know, he's had a few more fights than you have, uh, at least uh, in the amateur, in his amateur career. He only had one professional fight. Uh, but how does that experience, how does him being more experienced, uh, really have a, uh, even having a loss and a win, how does that factor into your game plan? What's on your mind, knowing that you haven't had any experience, uh, any fights yet? Uh, yeah, it's, um, you know, some people could definitely look at it as an advantage for him to have that experience, to have that mental preparation to have been there before. So like the nerves and the bright lights won't be hitting you. Um, but I look at it this way, you know, for the last 12 years, I've been on the biggest stage. You tell me the time and place. And I was there performing at a high level, whether it's entertainment or not, uh, the same mental preparation, will go into it. Uh, the way that I prepare for a pro wrestling match is not going to be much different from the way I prepare for this MMA fight. You know, I'm going to visualize a lot of things. I'm going to visualize walking out to the ring. I'm going to visualize looking at my opponent, visualize the entrance, standing there, just waiting for that bell to ring. I'm going to visualize, uh, you know, myself in bad positions and seeing myself get out of that. Um, I'm, I'm going to heavily rely on my amateur wrestling background where I've had thousands upon thousands of matches um, to use as my experience for my amateur fight 
career because an amateur wrestling match is very similar. You're out there on an island all by yourself. You know, it's a team sport, but you're out there all by yourself and where your hard work directly affects uh, your success. So, you know, with those factors, I don't think it's too much of an advantage for him. Plus, it's, um, it's, it, it, it's very common that the more fights you have, the easier it is, easier you are to be knocked out because you've taken more shots. Me, I got a fresh melon over here, and it's already a very hard head. Just ask my wife um, <laughs> that I feel like I'm going to be able to go in there and have an advantage in that, in that aspect of it. Uh, when you said talk about advantage, yeah, well, I, we we definitely know you're going to have the advantage in wrestling, no matter who it is. Uh, it, uh, when it comes to striking, um, are you going to be striking? Uh, describe your style. Will it be striking heavy? Will it be wrestling heavy? Will it be unorthodox? Or uh, you know, what exactly do you want to showcase in your first fight? Besides my beautiful blonde hair. Um... <laughs> You know, gone are the days where wrestlers can go in there and just wrestle or jujitsu guys can go in there and pull you into guard or strikers can, like, try to keep everybody on their feet. Um, you have to be very well-rounded at, at all the disciplines these days because that's where the sport is going. Um, I'm definitely going to use my, my striking and my heavy hands and my uh, great footwork as a heavyweight to get in close on you, to get you up against the cage and uh, get to that wrestling. But if I can't move in close on you without getting hit or disrupted, it's going to be a tough night. So uh, a lot of things are going to have to go into that. Um, you know, as an amateur wrestler, I always grew up liking watching the, the smaller guys because their scrambles are so much faster. Heavyweights, we're big slimy guys and we usually stay up top because we don't want to get underneath that big body. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm going to have to like transition from that mindset and stay up top and not get underneath them and uh, find ways to use that, uh, use my takedown abilities without him being able to put his weight on me and uh, drop the heavy on me, as they say. Um, so it's definitely going to be a style uh, of wrestling with strikes. Um, and I, I'm, I'm very lanky. Um, I have long arms and limbs, and I'm going to have to find a way to use that um, in, my, in my style. And I think I'm going to surprise a lot of people uh, with that reach. I'm 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 definitely looking forward to that. I mean, you're at what six seven, and his six feet, so you definitely have a significant uh, reach advantage uh, over him. Uh, so I'm thinking you might jab him to death, you know, and then go for the knockout. But uh, you talked about visualization. Did you visualize this as something quick, or something that might go to distance, just so you can maybe fill, uh, you know, fill things out, fill them out, see what's going on in a, in the cage. Um. I, I definitely don't see it going the distance. Uh, I'm in the best shape of my life right now. I don't think he's going to be able to keep up pace with me. Uh, it's, it's ridiculous. I'm in better shape now than when I all American at Oklahoma back in 2006. Um, so, well, when I come out there in that first round, I'm not going to be eager to jump right into throwing hands with him because I'm sure that's what he wants. I'm going to, um, 
you know, see how he reacts to things and I'm going to feel it out at first. Um, but yeah, definitely with my reach, uh, it's going to be jab city. Uh, I'm a, I'm a jab guy now, not a job guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to start off with the jab and feel them out. And then I'm going to go from there with what openings uh, may appear. It's going to be kind of like a, you know, if he does this, I'll do that. If he does that, I'll do this type deal. And um, uh, hopefully my instincts will take over. I hope you put that on a T-shirt. Jab guy, not a job guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really uh, good. No, I'm definitely going to have that in the, the post-fight interview. For sure. Yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, I, I hope that. Yeah, I definitely want to see a couple of t-shirts like that. Uh, uh, like you said before, there's a lot of crossover going on uh, with the sport um, between the two sports, MMA and pro wrestling and stuff like that. And yeah, very cool. There's some big names and some talented vets um, like Chet Congo and Bellator and Frank Mir, who's actually making a pro wrestling debut uh, in April. Yeah. Um. How do you feel about being able to share the stage with vets like that? Did you see yourself ever being there when you started amateur wrestling? Did you ever see this being that path, being able to fight the Czech Congos and Frank Mears and being in the same conversation as them? A uh, big fan of both those guys. Uh, what they're able to do and what they have done is so impressive. Uh, I don't know if Chek's had a fight that's lasted more than a minute. I think his last five ones, five fights, he's, he's finished them fairly quickly. Um, you know, I, I never, no, I never imagined it. You know, like we were talking about earlier, how, how it's cool to be a pro wrestling fan. Well, when I was growing up in the eighties and nineties and I was telling everyone that I'm a wrestler, um, everyone kind of would make a joke and like, Oh, what are you going to be a professional wrestler type deal? So like, I never really saw myself becoming a pro wrestler uh, just because that mindset. And I was like, no, I'm, 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 I'm an amateur wrestler type deal. Um, and now as the sport has transformed, uh, it's very cool to see the opportunity and to see the crossovers, you know, MMA fighters going into sports entertainment and, sports entertainers coming into the brutal world of MMA. Um, it, it's quite the honor. And uh, I know when it comes time to cut that promo, when I'm up against a Czech Congo or a Frank Muir, it's going to be a, a humbling moment and uh, definitely intimidating. Um, but, you know, it's part of the game, so I'll be ready to go. Uh, did you have uh, – uh, did you have UFC – on on the VHS back in the day? I mean, I really uh, got uh, opened up to MMA about my junior year in college. Um, after the season, guys started training jujitsu in the room and started, um, you know, boxing and kickboxing in the room as other methods of weight cutting instead of just the same old wrestling that we would do every single day you know, to get ready for like the freestyle old tournaments in the summer and stuff. So it slowly got on my radar. And then, you know, that was about the time that Iceman, uh, Chuck Liddell and Tito and Randy Couture were having their historic bouts and really putting the UFC in the mainstream. And so I, you know, I'd go over to my friend's house and we'd have parties and, and watch the fights and uh, really exposing, 
you know, a new mark or a new audience to to the sport that's been around for a couple decades now. Yeah, it's really fun to see, uh, you know, where it's come. Um, I I asked that question because, uh, yeah, I I had the VHS and stuff. It was really hard to get get a hold of. It wasn't you couldn't just turn on your TV and there it was, you know, Uh, and that's that's a giant benefit and actually a luxury to people now uh and you talked you talked uh, uh, on the conference call uh a few days ago you talked about Brock Lesnar raising the bar and I want to know how you were looking to raise the bar well um you know I think people who who raise the bar don't really go out you know with their sole mindset on uh raising it it's more that they prepared in the right way and that they were ready and they had the opportunity and they capitalized on it um so right now i just want to focus on capitalizing on this opportunity and um and and continue to learn and grow and who would you like to to face in Bellator besides Bader and Fedor, obviously, uh, the current champ and, you know, a legend like Fedor? Who who else are you looking to face in the ring? Is there anyone in particular you want to get in there, like a dream match or uh, I mean, a dream fight? Uh, I mean, you know, of course, uh, the bigger the fight, the better. If you uh, if you get beat by a world famous uh hall of famer then the loss really doesn't hurt you as bad um so there'd be multiple people i'd like to get in there with i'd definitely like to get in there with uh the winner of the grand prix final whether that's bader or fedor um you mentioned check congo and i was so surprised that he wasn't in the grand prix um so yeah, and I think he is going to be next in line uh, for whoever wins it. Um, so, you know, anybody who gets into this, they want championships, bottom line. They want to make money, of course, but, you know, they have a special thing inside them that drives them, that they want championships, that they want to be mentioned in those conversations in the Hall of Fame. And uh, if you have that, and you sh- uh, I think you're going to be okay because you're going to have that X factor to push you. Uh, speak, speaking of championships, I, w- I want to transition just a little bit. Um, you are one championship away from being a Grand Slam champion in another company. Do you think about that often? Um, because that's that's a very rare air. I think only there's less than 15 of them. It may, it may be a little bit more now, but they're all recent. Uh, how Do you think about that at all? Maybe going back to that company and being uh, – part of the all Americans again and capturing that tag team, that tag team goal. Oh gosh, man, that, that still breaks my heart that, uh, Cesaro and I, uh, never won those tag team championships. I, uh, really fell in love with tag team wrestling when I was working with him one, because he's so amazing and creative and, um, his wrestling IQ is through the roof. Um, so yeah, definitely. I think about that. Um, one, they're doing better than ever. So that much money on the table, of course, I would think about mm-hmm. that and, and want to go back there. And, uh, you know, I think if I did go back there, it'd be a whole new Jack Swagger. Uh, since I left the company, you know, the two in the two years I've been gone, I feel like I've gained a lot of perspective on where I was and 
you know, what really was happening. Um, you know, a lot of it was on their shoulders and their fault, but I can't, I don't want to go through life blaming other people for stuff that I didn't accomplish. And so two years later, I, I realized that I had a lot to do with uh, not succeeding as well as I wanted to. And so I definitely would like to go back there at, at some point and, 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 and complete that grand slam. Yeah, man, I, I would definitely love to see that. Really mad that that, that didn't happen because it should have. You know, I I don't know why they didn't pull the trigger on that, but I, I was waiting on that. I, I, my buddies were, I told them, you know, I was going to interview you, and they was like, you're going to ask him about the Grand Slam. I was like, of course I am. But, you know, like, I, I if if he's in, in love with it like I am, I know he's thinking about it, so I know what question to ask, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's a part of me, and I don't, you know, they can say it's a sports entertainment title, but you look at the World Heavyweight Championship in that company, it has history. There are names that have held that title that will go down, you know, you know, as icons, not only in pro wrestling, but in our culture, you know, it's just that big. So, of course, I would like to reach that status. Um, I, I got into pro wrestling because I wanted to transcend generations and really uh, put my mark in the way I wrestle uh, on the business. No, you definitely have, man. That 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 We the People song is great. That is an all-time <laughs> that's all time great interest, man. That we the people, people would do that everywhere. I did that at home. I'd still do it at home. Like some stuff you just do at home, you know. Uh some stuff's timeless, like the macho man stuff, you know, like the oh yeah or the Ric Flair woo. Like that we the people is one of those things. Uh even though even though the shirt was super simple, I loved it. You know, just the the big hand, you know, yeah. and uh, put your hand over over that, but yeah. <laughs> I kind of I kind of ribbed myself by uh, 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 wearing that shirt because every time I would walk by a big show with that shirt on, he was like, oh, it's the it's the chop shirt. And then I would take a chop from Big Show and, write it with, <laughs> and his hand would not fit in the hamper at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, yeah. Um, so uh, just a little bit more about. um I'm sorry, I'm kind of pausing for editing. <laughs> I guess that's what Conan O'Brien says. He says hold for edit when he can't think of something. <laughs> but um, so AEW coming out. Um, I know um, you're you're familiar with Jim Ross. Hey man, can you hear me? Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I don't, I don't mean to be wasting your time or anything like that. It's just some technical difficulties. Yeah, no worries. I'm I'm glad it recorded. Yeah, yeah, man. Because I was gonna be really upset, dude. You know, so I walked down the aisle to that World Heavyweight Championship. You know, um, I did it because well, it's a you know you're married, right? Yep. Right. So you know when you. Th- your wife makes the entrance, but you're kind of standing there. Everyone doesn't know until she gets there. So the only way I could really keep things track that I thought of was to naturally just have something happen before she came out. And I said, well, I'll come out. 
And so I came out to Goldberg's music and um I came out to that WWE championship and our wedding bands are actually the tag team championships. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, um, so yeah, I, I love that belt, man. I got an antique version of it. It just looks like a antique. So, uh, uh, I, I got a question. It's, it's, um, I'll get back to the AE, AEW question in a minute, but what's your favorite belt design of any sport? What's my favorite uh, championship in pro yeah, wrestling? Yeah, what's your favorite? Yeah, any pro wrestling or it could be uh, MMA. I mean, I love the UFC. It reminds me a lot of the big gold uh, WCW title. Oh, the actual the look of the title? Uh, yeah. Well, it, it, it's definitely not the spinner belt. That's for damn sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was that bad as a big metal plate it's not that bad but yeah yeah people hated it (laughs) it's it's just more the person than the title with me uh um i didn't hear it i like i like the big oversized um titles like the old nwa title or the world heavyweight championship as it's now called um the ufc titles are are very attractive uh, but honestly, I think for me as a competitor, that's secondary. It's more the fact that you're the champion, and it it really doesn't matter uh, to me. Um, you know, I am the Lucha Underground Heavyweight Champion right now, and I like that title a lot. But I think their Gift of the Gods title is very cool, and then how it yes. has the seven medallions that go yes. into it. I, I agree. That is, there's some beautiful championships out there. There's all like there's some. I like the one championships in MMA. Those are pretty, pretty nice. Like I like those. They look like big pennies, but I like that. You know, they look like big gold pennies. You know, uh, I, I like I like the red and blue championships in WWE too. I like that color on them. Yeah, yeah I do too. I like that they're distinguished like that. Uh, my my wedding band is the old one, the bronze type. But I'm I'm gonna have them redone in a a uh, uh the in, in platinum, so they'll just be all you know silver. But no, I I do love those. Uh, how how do you feel about the the women's tag team championships? Those designs. Uh, I have not seen those. When did they come out with the women's tag team championship? Um, just Monday. They just just revealed them on Monday. Oh, okay, um, that, that makes sense. Then. Yeah, I, I I'll have to check them out. That's exciting. Yeah, they're all. I mean, yeah, you can just Google it, man. They they look great. They look great. They kind of remind me of the one championships. They're a mixture of things, but they they they're, they look really nice. They're definitely a unique design from everything that WWE has ever put out. Uh, so yeah, so that's so that's pretty exciting. Um, I think it's uh, even though I said that you know as a competitor you don't really worry too much about the title or the or the belt. But I think as a company and a promotion, it's very important. It's uh, essentially, you know, an extension of your brand. And, it, you know, your champion is supposed to be your best. So if your best is wearing this dinky little championship, well, then exactly. you know, it makes him look bad. It makes you look bad. So it's, it, it's cool how a visual piece like that is very, very important. Yeah, no, I've always felt that way. Um, that's why when they redesign belts, it's always a gamble because you don't know how the person's going to look with it. Um, 
And um, that's that's why I'm not too mad at the spinner belt because, you know, yeah, like I know I I hear what you said, but uh, yeah, I I I wasn't too mad about it because that person looked fine with it. And then the undisputed championship that Brock had and the Rock had and Eddie, they it all fit them. So you know, I, I, as long as the championship fits, like uh, I like the ECW championship redesign. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I think was those huge. are the. Yeah, yeah, it was, man. You know, uh, I got those two belts for my sons. Those are the first two belts I got. I got the ECW championship. That was just at a thrift store. I don't know why, but I got that for them. And I got uh, the big gold WCW uh, championship. So that's kind of special to me that that was their their first uh, wrestling experience, their first belts. Because I have I have a small collection myself, and I'm glad I was able to get them uh, those because they're unique in their own right. Um, so I, I know you, um, I know you did some stuff with Xavier Woods, uh, with up, up, down, down. You were in a, involved in a couple mat Madden tournaments. Um, so what other video games or comics are you into? Um, I mean, honestly, uh, I, I'm a big chess player and my wife gets mad at me all the time because if I have a free moment, I'll get on the chess app and I can play someone around the world. And I'm obsessed with my ranking and I'm obsessed with trying to find a way to make money from it. <laughs> so uh, I don't know what it is, but like right before I left the company, uh, me, Roman Reigns, uh, the Usos, um, a bunch of the guys got into uh, these big time chess tournaments backstage when we were traveling so much and it kind of stuck over um as far as video games anything that my son is playing like of course i gotta be oh dad's already good at this (laughs) yeah let me show you how to do oh mom can't do that let let dad the video game master you know i gotta be better at mom than something which is very (laughs) important um Yeah, we're we're a lot of iPad games right now. The um, I I got them the old school uh, uh, SNES, you know, the digital yeah. one with all the games yeah. on there. And uh, he likes uh, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, which is a game I never heard of growing up. And I grew up. That's that. super hard, man. That's a really difficult game. Oh I my had, gosh, it's it's crazy difficult. Like that's 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 definitely uh master level gaming right there. Yeah, yeah, he just likes the skeletons coming out of the ground and and all the ghosts coming at him. And you can find us on Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter, all at Sporticus Live. That's Sport I C U S Live. Sporticus Live. See you there. This is Legal Shield Independent Associate Sean Covington. You can find me on Facebook. And you can also go to my website at sjcovington.wearelegalshield.com.